This episode of the Upper Discussion Podcast is brought to you in part by the reality of virtual reality reality. Getting tired of the real life? Getting bored of dealing with people? Don't you wish there was something better? Well, we're a little far off from downloading your brain onto a USB version of The Sims and launching you into space, but we do have the next best thing. Take these stupid goggles, plug them into your phone, and look like a complete fucking loser as you swish and shimmy trying to balance yourself, having your senses mangled and confused. The new virtual face mask made by some jokesters at GoFundMyShittyIdea.com have developed the latest and greatest in making you look like a complete nerdy tool. We haven't been able to look this dorky since braces and pocket protectors. Virtual reality. It's a gimmick. Get over it, people. Go outside and breathe some air while you still can before the world as we know it comes to a complete end. Welcome to the Upper Discussion Podcast, the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order that we talk about them. I'm your lovely host, Simon Peltier. I am your Bones host, Tom Zalatni. I am a human host, Adrian Schoen. And we have a special guest with us. A guest. I'm excited. Best. You can tell I'm excited because I'm speaking slower. He's got his <laughs> and, and voice augmented on. enunciation. We have with us. With us, I messed there up. There you I'm go. Sorry. <laughs> Tom, you do it. Take two. Welcome <laughs> to the <laughs> Ashley Aranetta. Hi, everybody. Did I say that right? Did I say that you right? You said that perfectly fine. Wonderful. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome Thank back. you. I am super excited. You are. To you be are here. with us for our episode Fleury. Of the podcast. What? Fleury? Yeah. <laughs> Episode 140 and the bus ah, in Montreal, the 140. Oh, I looked at the, looked this up just before. Wow. It's Fleury. Fleury, eh? Fleury. Where does yeah. that one go? Do you know? Uh, um, Fleury. Oh. Which is like blurry, but a little farther along the alphabet. I've bit, had bit the sudden urge to like get on that bus and just take it and ride into <laughs> <laughs> That would be an interesting an interesting podcast concept if like every episode you went on the bus that is the number of that episode yeah, yeah. and just had yeah. a conversation on that yeah just interviewed people on that bus maybe that should bus for discussion bus for discussion <laughs> oh I love Can that I, oh concept. man brought to you by Masterbus <laughs> Masterbus once yeah. daily twice nightly if you guys want Masterbus merch you can go to tpublic.com and click the link in the below <laughs> yeah there it is you can, you can, have, we, have we gotten any orders from that we've know? gotten just enough to have not gotten a paycheck yet oh good yeah. <laughs> oh man so Ashley you're good. here uh, in part because we love you and in part because you're ah. here to promote Improv yes yeah, so Improv yeah Improv is actually happening right now it starts tonight and it's a bilingual right improv festival that runs from november 6th to november 12th and we're particularly proud because this is i think the only bilingual improv festival out there really? in the world in, in the, the entire world, world. yeah uh, huh. don't double check that yeah don't at all please <laughs> just take our word for it yeah so i'm pretty stoked and i'm, I'm happy to be here talking about it for a little bit nice. tell us more ah okay <laughs> tell us, tell us you, everything you know yeah 
Oh, wow. Okay, Everything. well, What we... year did it start? Who started it? Why is it started? Why is it called Improv? Let's start there. Why Improv? Um, that's a good question. I don't know because I'm not the one who started it. <sighs> it was actually started by Terrence Bowman. Am I pronouncing that right? Bowman or Bowman? Bumain. Bumain. <laughs> Terrence Bumain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a couple of years, years, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, a few years back, and if I'm not mistaken, it's in its 13th year. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of years. That is a lot of years for a bilingual, bilingual Montreal improv yeah. festival. Gosh. Important that we call it the Montreal Improvisation Festival, so yes. that people know that it's not just Montreal improv. Yes. yes. Uh, yes, we <laughs> do have true. a that lot a of out of town acts as well coming yeah. in. Everywhere from Vermont, South Shore, North <laughs> Shore, <laughs> West Island, <laughs> Massey Vanier High School. One dude from Val d'Or. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he has a good bit, right? Yeah, there. <laughs> that's in, that is, that's entirely his bit. Is he says that we all laugh and then he leaves. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Montreal centric yeah. jokes. Oh yeah. Val d'Or. I'll see myself out the door. <laughs> Good one. Wow. Good one, Tom. <laughs> you know what else is out the door? <laughs> Patreon.com. <laughs> the month of October, because it's November. Oh, which oh. means if you had just let me finish, that would have been a great segue. <laughs> So it's close. November, which means Christmas is just around the corner. No, it's not. It's close. No, it's, it's not. Close. It's close. No, it's not. It's so close. I disagree. Anyway. It's, it's just, a, quote unquote, just <laughs> around the corner. And if you're feeling the, quote, holiday spirit, unquote, consider supporting us with a donation of as little as $1 over at patreon.com slash up for discussion. Ashley, do you donate to us? I will. Good. One more patron. Hey. That's, that's the real reason we get guests on the show. <laughs> just to pressure them. Just yeah, to so get them to say it on air, which I think is legally binding. Yep. I could be wrong. Oh. No, I'm not oh. wrong. It's definitely legally definitely binding. Definitely legally oh. binding. Well, have to I do have it no now. choice. And you said you'd, you'd donate at least $50 a month. So we're good on that. If hey. you do, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall, and Candace, Eric, Carlea, and Thomas. And if you give at least $5 <laughs> dramatic pause, that was my Shatner, my Shatner moment. If you give at least $5 a month, you'll get to tell us what to talk about on the show once per cycle. This November, our goal is to double, double! our Patreon support. So we have all those people, count them, and then do it twice. Let's count them, guys. Let's count them together. We got Patrick, one, Gabriel, two, Kendallin, three, Candace, four, Eric, five, Carlea, six, and Thomas, seven. That means we want 14 patrons. Not 14 total. We want 14 patrons total. Yeah, by the end of this month, and we're hoping to have at least four. Uh, it's written right there. We didn't need to do that. I, I didn't. <laughs> I did not read ahead. It's written right here. Fourteen. <laughs> and you know what? You know what's great? We actually, uh, in the time between when I typed this up and when we were recording this, somebody pledged us a little bit of money. So we only need Whoa. six more. Woo! And as a challenge to ourselves, this whole month we'll be doubling our Patreon submitted topics as well. So you get twice the Patreon. For twice the Patreon word. That that made sense. I'm workshopping it. That means two <laughs> topics per episode. It is madness, festive, quote, holiday madness, unquote. Bow, 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 bow. 
Sorry. I, prefer, I prefer that one. I prefer that too. I, 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 prefer, I prefer the Ashley air horn. Yeah. It's oh, a little trumpety. Oh, yeah. A little nasally, eh? Mm. Our first Patreon topic comes from Kendallin, who asks, what's a hidden gem in Montreal? Oh, man. I mean, I'd say improv. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I had a whole bit. <laughs> where I was just going to be like, you know, there's this great venue just down, just down further south Wait, from where here. Where is it? Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, I don't think you've heard of it. Heard the of Montreal it. Improv Theater? What? No, tell me about it. Oh, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just really that away. I was going to be like, you know, there's live uh, shows. It would have been great. And then you're all going to be like, oh, she's talking about improv. Here she goes. She's just plugging in the theater. And I'll be like, it's the Bell Center. We just have great shows uh, at the Bell Center. Yeah. Vance Joy was there recently. Foy oh, Vance yeah. was there recently. Yeah. When are Foy Vance and Vance Joy going to get together and start the Vance Joy, Vance Foy boy band? <laughs> that tweet did reasonably well <laughs> <laughs> so what's a hidden gem in montreal oh but i struggled with this because i was like i feel like everyone kind of gravitates towards food mm-hmm. restaurants and bars mm-hmm. and dives and little casse but i was just like no no you know what mm-hmm. you know what i'm gonna bring to the table a non-food hidden gem good right god on. bless and then i realized it wasn't even in montreal oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it in a greater montreal area i guess so that counts. tell us about it greater montreal okay well uh i just went there uh this past summer and it's it's basically riviere rouge mm-hmm. okay but there's a particular part where is that is that like uh the thing that's in the eastern townships Okay, so or that's is it not north? That bad. Is it? I don't. Oh know. no, you know what? I think it's pretty close to the. It's Eastern Townships. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, you can't find this on Google Maps uh, mm. with an address. Cryptic. You have to drop a pin to actually go where we went. And there's just basically rock slabs right all along the the river, and then you can just kind of sit on them and and be halfway I think submerged. I've been there yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. you can like you can almost like you can like bum slide across it exactly yeah. and you can bum slide down <laughs> the river but then you just kind of have to swim off to the side mm. before the current just takes you away and you might die yeah because there's like really intense rapids right exactly. after exactly yeah. yeah but i went and i was just like wow this is actually really beautiful yeah. <laughs> and and not too many people know of it i think um that's possible. Like Rivière Rouge is like a, um, a mediumly well known. Like I know like, that they have spot, you know activities spot? going on, yeah. and you can uh, kayak down as mm-hmm. well. But Ooh. I feel like that particular spot right there, where they have just yeah. the really nice, is maybe like outside of the, the like more well trodden. Yeah, areas. like you can't look it up on Google Maps. Yeah, that's that's like me. the key. If you yeah. can't find something on Google yeah. Maps, mm. yeah. I used to live in an apartment that Google Maps thought was on a different side of a highway than it was on. <laughs> oh, no. So anytime people would try to use Google Maps to get to my apartment, this was on uh, Rushbrook back yes. in Point St. Charles. Yes, yes, yes. Um, people would like get out from this from the one metro and like mm. walk to the end of the road and then there would just be a giant ho- like highway wall in front of them and they'd be like, where, where is your I house? <laughs> do I run at it? <laughs> do I run at it? <laughs> yeah. I... I really like there's um I guess if we're going in non food related and then we can go to food well, related because they're both I got valid. A list. They're, yeah. Oh not yeah. Her, wow. her whole schematics right there. Yes. 
It's a whole. It's a list per area too. So three per mile per the mile end and whatnot. It's a printed um, Excel sheet. It is color coded. There's I, there's a lot of like really really nice uh, areas in on the mountain, but I think especially mm. when you go more on the like Cote de Neige side, which oh, is yeah. like it's just a bunch of paths. Mm. Like that's really all it is. And every once in a while, you get to like a little clearing, and you have a view of like the other side of the city and I I I find that some of my favorite spots to so just walk around there even like there's this big cemetery right I there love you know, that cemetery. walking down walking along there is so nice yeah and peaceful imagine. and quiet yeah and I I can imagine that side of the mountain too is not as busy as yeah cuz it doesn't have like beaver lake and exactly. um the the belvedere and those things yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh god it's very nice and quiet I kind of yeah. have the sudden urge <laughs> to just go. <laughs> yeah, it's a little dark right now. It wouldn't be as enjoyable, but it's going they on a have, nice um, fall afternoon. Oh yeah, squashing co- through some leaf with a coffee in your hand and bay in the other. Bay. <laughs> arm in arm. <laughs> Back in 2014, apparently. Yeah, right. I, I was just thinking about that the other day because I I the saw something bay. about bay and I was like, oh, people don't say bay anymore. No. Uh, yeah, that's mm. a. It's a that, shame. That trend kind of came yeah. and went. And Bay replaced Boo, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. What do people say now? Do BB, people Like, BB. Because like, uh, no one ever talks anymore. We just no. talk text, right? Everything yeah. gets shorter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Beeb. Beebs. How about y'all? Bibs. Oh, it's Bebs. B-E-B-S. Bebs. Bebs. Uh, That's what it is. Why yeah. just we have no idea? <laughs> We're so out of it. <laughs> I'm too old to say Bay. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've reached that point where I just can dismiss anything cool that's happening. Um, so, yeah, I think Montreal is, is a city of, um, I think its hidden gems are its kind of surprises. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, there's always some sort of festival or art project or something that like comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like I was uh, walking home from work and I was walking through Place des Arts and they it had this like little like risers set up and they all had little placards and little microphone. And then they filled it up with wiener dogs and they had <laughs> wiener dog. U- U- uh, UN. I love wiener dogs. A wiener dog. <laughs> I UN? have an affinity for animals with short limbs. I would love. <laughs> Can we get your cat on the podcast? Oh my God. Mr. Scoops. He'd love to be Mr. here. Scoops? Yeah. He's a, a little munchkin name. cat. Oh, oh, his legs so are like cute. this big. Oh. And by this cat. big, I mean like his, his two leg. inches. <laughs> Is that about, is that two inches? That looks about right. His legs are two inches long. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He sweeps the floor with his belly. Oh, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) So a wiener dog UN. Yeah. And that was just like on a Tuesday. You know, like there's nothing going on. (laughs) It just felt very Montreal to me. And like, that's a really good point. (laughs) And they used to do this little, I'm sure they still do it. But uh, when I was living on the plateau, they do this like little Christmas park and then they have carolers and like little petting zoo and stuff. And they put up a little gate and then they would have people as elves dressed up with fishing rods with marshmallows on the end. And then they would fish for children. (laughs) Oh, okay. It was Uh, real weird. That that is real weird. (laughs) Uh, But it's just like always, I walk a lot and you just see like these little weird things that the city is doing Mm. that you're like, I don't see that anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I remember like a couple years ago, um, I was meeting up with some friends at the old port and it was like, there's a big food truck festival happening, mm-hmm. which was cool to begin with. But then also there, they, there was, um, 
this uh, construction of like a pirate ship themed mm. oh yeah uh, like obstacle course yeah, that yeah. thing is where, cool in the old yeah and it was like this I, was like last summer I think uh, mm-hmm. maybe 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 like two summers ago um, mm. or at least that it was being built yeah mm. uh, I don't know that it was accessible at that time but like yeah it's just I I hadn't heard about it but then all of a sudden I was seeing seeing a bunch of articles about it and people trying it out and like it, yeah it's just this it, that's a really good point that things just pop up yeah, yeah. like I mean the bridge lights. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are those, those are but... contentious, but yeah. yeah. I, also, I like guys, bridges, we, have, we have, have our first ever female mayor now. That just That's happened like, yes. overnight yeah. after 375 years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's exciting. Yeah. I also like she's our 45th mayor. Mm-hmm. Which means that we've had the same number of mayors as the US has had presidents. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we beat them to the first the first lady. What's their term? Yeah. Uh, for forty years here in Montreal, but there's mm. no limit to terms. Okay, mm. so they yeah they could have. So in theory, longer. Yeah, in theory, we mm. could have had uh, terms for longer. Oh, interesting. Huh. I didn't know we didn't have a limit on them here. There, there are no limits for terms uh, in any governments in Canada, yeah. as far as I know. Maybe <laughs> like in some local ones, but um, like prime right. like a prime minister can be a prime minister for as long as he's elected. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Harper was around for a while, right? I mean, he had four terms, I think. Yeah. Mm. But then, like, term lengths uh, change depending on whether you're majority government or minority government. Right. It's just more complicated. Minority government is my favorite Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> <laughs> minority. Well, I'm glad you guys are helping me study for my citizenship <laughs> test. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, congrats to Valérie Plante for her Valérie win. Yeah. Also someone who just kind of popped out of nowhere. She's like, a hidden gem. Yeah. Oh, I mean, not there anymore. You go. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no, she's not very anymore. she's very much out in the open now. How about you, Tom? What's your favorite? Um, yeah, I had the same thought as Ashley about like not wanting to do a food thing. Yeah. And then I ended up coming back to food things way too often. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I did think of one non-food thing, and that was um, the architectural gardens. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that's what they're actually called, but that's what I always hear people calling mm-hmm. them. Uh, like the sort of big stone area near the yeah. center of architecture. Yeah, right in front of the Canadian Center for Architecture. Yeah, I, I love that spot. Good spot. Mm-hmm. And I the have CCA fun is great, there. too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever taken a tour of it, but it's really, really cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another uh, hidden gem in Montreal is Let's the Up for Discussion it. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, so I went on online, and I'm like, what does Google say <laughs> that are, you know, Montreal hidden gems? And you find all these like TripAdvisor websites mm-hmm. and they list them. And the first thing is the Jazz Festival oh my God. or the Just for Laughs. These are great hidden gems of Montreal. <laughs> and you're like, excuse uh, me? No, they're so not. Hidden. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But I suppose. Uh, I yeah, because it, like, yeah, there are the like the... I feel like there's like tiers of what is and isn't hidden. Yeah. And, you know, so like like the, the first big thing in Montreal is like, yeah, like the Jazz Festival and the yeah. Just for Last Festival. And then if you go a level lower, you'll you'll go maybe go to like Schwartz's or maybe yeah. you'll go mm-hmm. to Saint-Viatard. But then like you go a level below that and then you get like maybe like Boustan, which is like, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. which is delicious. And it's like it's not like a touristy thing, but it's like. I don't know, it's kind of, a, it's a Montreal institution that we're all very yeah. proud of. Yeah, it's a staple, but it's not necessarily something that a tourist would find out about. For sure. Right. Yeah. yeah, like everyone in Mon- who like lives in Montreal knows about Bustan, probably mm. has tried it. Mm. You know, usually late at night. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, Tom, do you have something to say about Bustan? No, oh. nothing negative, except that like, so like I love Bustan. Every yeah. experience I've had there has been amazing. Mm-hmm. They opened one in NDG. Yes. And I can order from them anytime I want. 
And mm-hmm. I continue to not do that because I'm very worried that it's not going to be as good as the original. Oh, oh so you're just delaying that yeah. whole... They, yeah. op- they opened one in Verdun, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, oh, like really? a block and a half away from where I live. Have you been yet? No. Right? Kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should we should both, like, coordinate. Same day. Yeah, but, like, we, we go to our respective ones and then, and then talk about it. Oh, I'm not going in. I'm just going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'll do the same. You should just bring it here and then talk about it on your podcast. <laughs> I mean, his maybe, but mine will get cold by the time I bring it. <laughs> well, then we can do a hot versus cold taste test as well and mm. see how it, you know. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. that doesn't help unless you have a cold and a hot from each place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Shit! Yeah, we just gotta get a control, and then get a cold and a hot from the original. So uh, it's just yeah, it's too much, too many yeah. variables. Yeah. We stand for discussion. That's our other <laughs> <point>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I back to hidden gems though. I yeah. I've found myself becoming quite familiar with a lot of cafes mm. across Montreal, and a lot of the ones that people will like go to as like, oh, this one's so great. I found have been like not. I don't know, just not even really that good. Like a lot of people say, like, "Oh, go to Myriad," but like I, I don't know. I don't like Myriad, mm-hmm. and I find that there's a lot of other ones that are like you actually kind of have to look for them. Yeah, um, and like they're not, they're like maybe not as busy or like just just a little smaller. And I find that a lot of times those ones are the ones we're like. So, oh, so man. which one? Specifically, there's one in Verdun called Café de la Troisième. Uh, it happens to be the one where I work, but <laughs> it's <laughs> but did you apply there after you were a fan? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, okay. It also happened to be a block away from where I lived, mm. but oh god, that's um, so convenient. Yeah, there's another one called La Finca, which is yes, on Blur. Yeah, one. La Finca is mm. great. They've got like a um, rental co working spaces. Um, there's one in the Myland called Falco that makes I siphon was gonna coffee. Say Falco, Falco yes. is so good. Yeah, and they've got it's little like too. they've got little like Chinese food and stuff or hmm. Asian food. At, really? Do they? At a cafe? Yeah. That's great. That yeah. I didn't know. You That's get what the, I want. The little um. That's what I uh, want. <laughs> uh, oh, what are those called? It's uh, I guess it's Japanese, but it's like a bowl of rice with like a like a little bit of pork, like or the a, dumpling, a, a ball no, of rice, um, with a little bit of pork in the middle and like a thing of um. Uh, seaweed around it. Oh, Ooh. that's just like a rice ball, isn't it? But it's there's a no word idea. for it. Uh, they have gosh. that there. Yeah. Whoa. Is it like triangular kind of? Yes. Yeah, I think that's just a rice ball. But there's there was a word for it. There, really? I specific when I ordered it, I specifically named that thing. Huh. I wasn't <laughs> just like, oh, I'll have a pork rice ball, please. Pork rice ball <laughs> thing, and you're just making the hand yeah. gesture. Yeah. <laughs> you know the pork rice ball. Yeah. <laughs> Food in the face. Just mm. give it to me. Onigiri. <laughs> Yes. There we go. Wow, that was really not what I was thinking <laughs> at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds awesome. But the siphon coffee is expensive, but also like really good. Uh, it's tasty. Siphon it's is tasty. like a pour over, right? Uh, siphon is like is weird. It's it has like ca- the Chemex with the filter, and they pour it over. It's a no, cone? that's that's a Chemex. That's a Chemex. Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, okay. A, a, a siphon is when you <laughs> you've got this like. You got you've got these two receptacles. One of them is like uh like a like a glass sphere. Okay. Um and there's a there's an open flame under it. Oh yes. Right? Yes, and then yes. there's a there's another like cylinder at the top and they're connected. It kind of looks like a weird yeah. hourglass. Yeah. And then you you pour the water on top and then it heats up and then you mix the coffee at the top, let it sit for maybe about a minute, and then you turn some sort of valve, and it like because it's oh. so hot below the like I don't totally know how it works. Yeah, I like watched them do it like four times, and I couldn't <laughs> figure out how it works. 
but like the the coffee gets like pulled to the bottom and then when it's all there they just take off the top and then they like serve it to you and it's super hot yeah i can imagine that's oh that's a cool contraption i would love to have that in my kitchen if i need to use it properly (laughs) that sounds like a cool coffee experience like yeah you could serve me bad coffee from that and i'd still enjoy it i don't think you can i mean i'm sure you can i'm sure you can but stale beans yeah yeah you could serve me some stale beans Yeah. Um, Actually, Hidden Food Places did mm-hmm. remind me of this one place I get bagels from sometimes that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, I think it's called Diz's. It's on <laughs> Cote St. Luke, I think, and Grand, like near there. Okay. Uh, it used to be like a real bagel or something. Mm-hmm. They have, uh, in the morning, you can get a cup of coffee and a bagel and cream cheese for like two bucks. Wow. And it's like, that's they, they put too much cream cheese on the bagel. That's oh, you can never have too much cream cheese. What are you saying? I, there's, a, there's a line. There, I feel you, yeah. you can cross that line. Yeah, and it, the, the too much is just because they give you the bagel in a little bag, but you've got a coffee. So if you're, du- if you're double fisting, yeah. it's really hard to you like, can't. yeah. You just can't. But delicious. And like their bagels are fantastic. They have really good matzo ball soup. Everything mm. I've gotten there has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a little hole in the wall. Oh, nice. is this like around here in NDG? Or? It's like a 20-ish minute walk west of here. Oh, okay. Yeah, Interesting. I wonder where mm-hmm. it falls on like the scale. If like St. Vieter and Fairmount are up here. Those are better. Yeah, yeah. Bagel-wise. <laughs> anyway. yeah. No doubt. Yeah. But like where does it fall? How far hmm. below? Like uh, like on a scale from Saint Viateur to grocery store bagel? Oh, like much closer to in the positive like half. So if oh, interesting. If uh, Saint Viateur is 10 and grocery store bagel is 1, it's at least a 6 or 7. Okay. No way. But mm. possibly like possibly Maybe. an 8. Oh. I wouldn't give it wow. a 9 or a 10. Okay. But it's at least a six or seven. That's still yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, I get I get my bagels at Bagel St. Lowe, also in Verdun. I walked past there once. Yeah, it is like really cute inside for one, okay. which is nice. But like, they're, I find their bagels like ha- like taste like really good bagels, but they're also fluffier. Mm. You know, like I feel like like Fairmount and San Antonio tend dense. to be really dense. Yeah, but theirs are like fluffy. I would say I don't know how I, I feel that. about fluffy. Yeah, the, that kind of classic Montreal bagel. Yeah. Uh, I feel it has a pretzely quality yes. yeah. that is not present in other city bagels mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's got to be kind of dense yeah mm. but fluffy can be nice yeah it, I, I see what you're saying yeah i i definitely enjoy it that's where that's where i get my morning bagels <laughs> oh i really like that place <laughs> oh. and they have this like they have, they have a little coffee station where they have these big carafes of coffee and you just grab a mug and they have these like assorted mugs that they found at thrift shops and garage sales. And oh, whatever. I love that! Yeah, yeah, they're all like they're all different. You just grab one, and you would just pay for coffee, and you refill as much as you want, and it's, it's the cost for one coffee. That's great. That's pretty, pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it, sounds like a good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like your hidden gem thing are really it's like Verdun. cafes. Or, Verdun. Yeah, Verdun. <laughs> <laughs> Verdun, Verdun in general. Verdun in general. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, cafes are like my vibe. You know. Well, they used to be for me. I have a friend. Uh, he's like a pretty. He's his name is Simon as well. Oh Simon yeah, Saint Pierre. And he's a he's a barista. <laughs> a and I was just like, God, I hope he's not listening to this podcast right now and hear me fumble that whole siphon chemics <laughs> thing. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Where where does he work? Uh, he used to work at Humble Lion okay. and Le Couteau. That's now Myriad, mm. and now he works at the cafe at CNL Cycles on Rachel. Uh, I don't know that. Yeah, it's like a mm-hmm. tiny thing called. Yeah. 
Cafe Bas Basi, like after the bike. Oh okay. god, I think I'm butchering it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's he, hope. Let's hope he doesn't listen. He to this. works at the bike store selling coffee. Yeah, 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 the one that has coffee in it. On Rachel near Park La Fontaine. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think another one. I yeah, think one. I think it is called Cafe Bassi. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it is. But anyhow. Yeah, Adrian, <laughs> do you have a favorite food place in Montreal? Yeah, I don't know if it's a hidden gem. I, I am not native to your land i don't feel like i'm the, the best authority I, I disagree i feel like you are because yeah. you, you're discovering everything with fresh eyes with we're all you know disillusioned and right it's true you're home and native to our land yeah <laughs> um i mean my food happy place is the express steak frite where they do the shallot butter on top of the steak Ooh, and then, yeah. then get a little martini that's that's like if i'm sad I do that, and I feel better. <laughs> um, and then they do the little cornichon when you get down at the... Uh, it's just, it's oh, really hey. nice. That sounds really great. That uh, sounds great, yeah. Is yeah, that, that the one near Square Victoria? Yeah. Hmm. It's not too far from there, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, that that's my jam. I feel like uh, Montreal does... Montreal does very, like, rich, kind of wholesome foods mm-hmm. really well. It does restaurants that are kind of very hip, like a little too hip. Yeah. It does not do like garbage hole in the wall very well. <laughs> you're right, yeah. If you want like a shitty taco from like just a person who makes really good tacos, you're never going to find that. If you want like Tijuana. Tacos Tijuana yes. is overpriced now though. Oh. They got expensive. Bummer. You can get like a fancy gourmet taco, but that's yeah. not like a taco. That's a different yeah. category. Yeah. Um yeah, that it doesn't do that. Yeah, there's not as much well. like comfort food places just like dirty greasy i mean i don't that, that, that's different than comfort food though yeah no yeah yeah <clears throat> there was like great cascut that's now closed near atwater on maisonneuve that's kind of dirty food my hot dog was oh, still cold in the middle mo's okay well, mo's yeah. yes mo's was peace. so good yeah. that's a great place mo's it is so and the, it co- the, the cafe that's there now is pretty good Yes, it is. Actually, yeah, I cafe tried Jean-Cy. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fancy little cafe. <laughs> just taken over. In abundance. Mo- yeah, Montreal has in an like, overly saturated. Yeah. <laughs> Montreal has like aggressively adopted cafe culture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hard, yeah. That's a good way to if put If you want to go to a really narrow restaurant with no soft things that will absorb sound, <laughs> and you want to have a like slightly gourmet kind of trendy experience and, and really tasty food, this is where you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best <laughs> oh yeah oh, wow. that's actually like they're yeah. one of my favorite breakfast places in ndg is uh cosmos that's um mm. not hidden by any means but it's yeah. very much a hole in the wall yeah uh but it's like a famous hole in the wall mm-hmm. it it really is like that it's mm-hmm. super narrow there's like one counter with seats all along it <laughs> and on the other side is where they cook and they yell while they cook and it's great yeah <laughs> and like six people can eat there at a time yeah <laughs> Yeah, those were uh, the best though. Yeah, it's just tiny like that. Yeah, a lot more uh. intimate and I don't know. Yeah, I like yeah. I like getting to like interact with the people who are like making the food. Yeah, that's a nice little thing mm-hmm. that you don't get in a lot of places. Mm. You that's sit true. at the bar yeah. and just kind of chat. Yeah, of. you know, uh, there's a place uh, I'm gonna butcher the name because I'm not French, uh, but the uh, uh, Chien Fumant. Shane, Shane like, Fumo, yes. Yeah. Smoking dog. Yeah. Yeah, smoking dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I don't know if you've been there, but like it I is haven't. this really, really tiny place. They're on like some list of like cool places yeah. for movie people to go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it is super trendy, but like they, they do have a bar up there. And I think one of the guys, like there's two owners. One of the guys is a chef and the other one is a, a mixologist. Oh. And the kitchen is like real aggressively just like in the bar. <laughs> and uh, you can sit there and like chat with them about. That's cool drinks and stuff that's pretty fun yeah <laughs> drinks and stuff it's pretty good <laughs> it's pretty great yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. can we jump back yeah and talk about a hidden gem that's not food once yeah again? absolutely yeah have you guys ever been to the west mount greenhouse it's beautiful it's uh close to renovations now but i have <gasps> yeah well, it was beautiful long? i don't know but it's gonna open up soon i'm sure Okay, because maybe not. I don't know. I'm talking out of my butt. (laughs) I mean, Westmount has a lot of money. I'm sure that it'll take very little time. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, they have their own police force. Banana cops. Westmount is not a hidden gem. It's don't don't go. Don't go there. You can try to go to West. If you like, if you think of going to Westmount, don't go unless unless just for the for the greenhouse. I and Westmount Park is nice. I, yeah, I grew yeah. up. Well, my my dad always used to take me to Westmount Park, and mm. I absolutely love the sand pit with the bulldozer type oh, yeah. of toy, and you just yeah. kind of pick up sand and move it over to the <laughs> other side of the sand pit. I love just that. The, the simple toys are always the best, aren't they? Yeah. 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 There's a, um, a train museum off the island, and I don't have a car, so it takes me twelve hours to get there. So I haven't done it yet. <laughs> uh, but it's you. They have like a high tea on a train hey man i do that like that a stationary cool. like vintage train at christmas time i really wanted to do it podcast field trip podcast yeah field trip. that sounds like so right much after fun. we try every boostan yeah. hot and cold that'll yeah. be a very garlicky train ride <laughs> and then go to high tea to to like purge all the yeah. grease that we just oh, oh man i haven't man. had boostan in so long yeah now that you're talking about it i can just taste that oh man i had shawarma for lunch today so it's it's not hitting me as hard no yeah it was mediocre but it was still shawarma yeah, yeah bustan is shawarma and, and shishtook yeah, yeah 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 arguably the best in montreal i think Ooh, probably did the I just best. say that it's uh it's i'd say it's in the top five yeah maybe the top three but definitely top five what what other shawarma places are there well there's basha yeah basha Would, i think is below basha like i think way. is below but i'm sure that like i've heard people um like diss Bustan and say that some other place is better or whatever. But the thing, the thing about Bustan is that it's central. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's a couple of them like in downtown Montreal. And so, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I think Bustan yeah. was better when the old owner was still there, Yeah, but it's yes. still great. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Should we uh, move on to our second Patreon? Topic? Oh yeah. We have a second <gasps> Patreon I topic. That. I almost forgot too. And then I noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> Our second Patreon topic comes from Eric, who asks, is modern day life bullshit? Yes. Cool. I'm glad you enjoy that, Patrick. I mean, Eric. <laughs> Fred. Eric's I mean, a bullshit I, Patrick, name. Al- Patrick, I also hope you enjoyed it. Uh, no, there, there is more to this question. Like how we're all absorbed in virtual realms, video games are becoming more complex. I think that's good. Dating is becoming more virtual. The basics of human life and connection are being lost amidst all this technological utopianism. Mm. I know it's a bit of a heavy, and it's a bit heavy, but that's how I roll. (laughs) Non-apologetics. I'd like to take this opportunity to uh, not answer his question and and tell a story. (laughs) 
Uh, we always we always agree on with that. On yeah, the sure. Podcast. Uh, <laughs> just to talk about something that is totally not bullshit, because I went to this show in New York, and I will tell you exactly what's not bullshit, and it is magic. <laughs> Ooh. I, okay. s- I saw <laughs> a magic show in New York, mm. uh, and it, it's called um, In and of Itself, uh, and it's uh, like Neil Patrick Harris produced it, Frank Oz directed it. It's this one-man show that this uh, up-and-coming magician put together. And What's the guy's uh, name? They prefer Derek- I'll tell the guy mm. up. I can't remember his last name. We'll put a link in the description. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're in New York. more work to do. Yeah. <laughs> d- do this show. It's insane. Um, but it's a very personal show, and um, he kind of uses the magic to kind of emphasize this, like, idea of identity and um, how people see you and the depths that are, you know, kind of hidden and uh, how you get labeled with something and become one thing. And uh, when you walk in, there's, like, hundreds of these cards, and they all say, I am. And they say, like, I am an uncle, I am a mother, I am a creator, I am... And you pick one that you feel identifies you. So I, I pick one that um, says I'm a joker, because I'm a jerk. <laughs> and uh, I give it to the the lady at the, the door, that she takes all the, the cards from people in the audience. And uh, in the middle of the show, he says, can the joker please, you know, raise their hand? Oh, that's cool. Oh. And so he's like, could you stand up? And he's like, everybody, like, this is what a joker looks like. And he pulled it from, like, the deck, like, on his table yeah. with all the cards. And uh, he's like, you can, you can sit down. And uh, and he starts telling this story. Um, it's a really common story where uh, six blind men are all feeling different parts of an elephant. And they all think it's oh, a different yeah, yeah. thing. One thinks it's a tree. One thinks it's a snake. Um, but together it builds the image of a, an elephant. And, uh, so he's like, well, I've looked up every version of the story. Nobody ever tells it from the elephant's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what if it's something else? You know, what if it's, you know, so he says, this is a, a trick of like transformation. Mm. And as he's telling the story, he's pulling these letters off the back, uh, shelf, uh, the set. And he's like, can the Joker come on stage? And he, it's a chair in the middle of the stage, and I sit down. Does your heart drop? Like, <laughs> no! Like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, and he hands me all the letters. And he says, you know, all the return addresses are blacked out. And he's just, you know, pick one of the letters. And so I pick one of the letters. He's like, if you flip them over, you see in pencil they're written, like, different relationships, friend, mother, you know, whatever. And it's his friend. He goes, this is going to be a letter from your friend. And he tells the audience, you're going to watch this person transform from one thing into another. Oh. You see a joker. She's going to become something else. And I open the envelope, and it is a letter from my friend Heather, who I have not seen in six years because she moved to Hawaii. And I stand up and I read this letter in front of an audience of people. I'm crying. Of course. They're crying. I'd be breaking down. It's like she has my wedding dress that she's going to pass on to her daughter and all these like personal things. It's a handwritten letter from my friend Heather. And... um, (laughs) How did he? Well, yeah, what? I'm confused. Explain. I've heard about this. Have you? Yeah, I think a, another podcast had an episode where they mentioned this. Yeah, wow. uh, it was astonishing. Yeah, That's wild. And it was it was so beautiful and moving and uh, awesome. Did you reach out to your friend Heather after and be like, "Bro, <laughs> what is this?" 
Uh, yeah, I still have to talk to her. She was traveling after I finished traveling. So how, how did how did he get that? Magic. I mean, that's the magic. No, that's the magic. Trick. Because life isn't bullshit. It's amazing. <laughs> that is really cool. So you mean he hasn't wow. been stalking you or wasn't stalking you for like the last year? He does that show twice a day, like every day. That's oh, wow. Like they like ask every person in a little survey as they come in, like, have you, do you have a friend named Heather? (laughs) (laughs) We need someone tonight who knows someone named Heather. It's really, really important. Really important. But yeah, it's, it's stunningly beautiful show. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think like echoing that statement, I don't think modern day life is bullshit. I think that all the things that Eric is stating as potential reasons for modern day life being bullshit Mm. are irrelevant to it. Like, Yeah. Everything is virtual. Games are getting more complex, which actually I think is a bad thing. And here's why. I think it's getting increasingly difficult for kids to newly get into video games because there is a higher like jump mm. in difficulty. If with like the Super Nintendo or whatever, yeah. there were like two buttons and a thing. Yeah. You know, a, a mm. joystick, not a joystick, but a D-pad or whatever. And it was really easy to like pick up and figure things out, right? Nowadays, you look yeah. at like, you know, even like the Wii U is like not the most complicated thing. But it's the most complicated thing, right? <laughs> and so if that's like a kid's first game console, it's like it sets the bar higher in terms of like learning yeah. curve. So I think that sucks. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that all of those things make like modern day life bullshit. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that we're reaching a threshold of things that our brains are not designed to handle very well. Mm. And we are yeah. going through a transition in that. Um I, I think the virtual world makes our world more inclusive than we are capable of handling. Mm-hmm. Like, um, if you ever listen to the crack podcast, they talk about this all the time. I think they recently had one. Um, this idea of Dunbar's number, which is that um, if you look at uh, certain portions of our brain, you can tell what size uh, a, and you can do this in apes, but you can see how large their community can, uh, can be. Because mm. you only have so much storage space for memory and like remembering all these details about mm. people, right. uh, that you can only have really formed relationships mm. with about 150 people. Right. And now we've expanded our world where we have to care about people on the other side of the globe. And I have you know like 500 Facebook friends, and you have a, an expanded universe of uh, people that you have relationships with, but are not capable of doing so. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something that is um, surmountable. Uh, it, it's like um, there are certain cultures where like they don't have the word for a color. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't distinguish that color. So if you don't mm-hmm. have a word for turquoise, you can't really tell the difference between blue and green. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they just mm-hmm. all kind of look the same. So once you're able to linguistically like, define something, I think it makes it easier to tackle. But we don't have the mm-hmm. vocabulary or the the idea of of what we're trying to overcome uh, well enough to really have a structure of how to behave and relate. Mm -hmm. That's like fascinating, actually. Yeah. I I once heard a similar idea explained through the context of, um, really weirdly, the context of church planting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. (laughs) This guy was, uh, you know, trying to sell me on church planting being a good thing. Uh, I wasn't sold. Um, But basically his idea was like, 
you know, there's a reason Jesus had 12 disciples. It's really hard to have meaningful, deep relationships with more than like 10 people. So 12 was a good number. And I mean, like one of them left and the other one hang himself. So, so 10. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing, right? It's like, so, so he, he was saying like the reason that we plant churches a lot and have little like home groups that we do, you know, smaller you know, you can have a congregation of 200 people, mm-hmm. but everybody should be part of like a tiny group of like 10 to 12 people as well so that you mm-hmm. can have meaningful relationships within that bigger community. And I was kind of like, OK, but like, can you just not make it all like businessy, though? Yeah, <laughs> was, was my big issue. But that idea stuck with me. Of yeah. like, You know, mm-hmm. you can that doesn't mean that the relationships outside of that circle don't mean anything. It just means that like it is hard to. Basically, you're going to spread yourself thin if you try to have meaningful relationships with too many more, right? Yeah, Yeah. and I don't know if I've told you about my multi-level marketing um, (laughs) (laughs) program that I'm a part of, but I I would very much like to introduce you to a few products and and, uh, see if you can... We can can talk about it after the podcast. Okay. (laughs) I'm actually definitely interested. Uh, I've been looking for some new uh, skincare and or um, internet setup devices. Protein powders and such. (laughs) I got a package for you. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's funny. I was I was actually talking to my therapist about so I like like really kind of out of nowhere I was to, about something very similar, and my thought was like, oh, this relates to what we're going to talk about. Mm. But like this idea of like connectivity that we have with like like everything and everyone at mm-hmm. all times. Yep. Um, and and I was talking specifically about the the fact that like all I have a habit of answering text messages immediately, which is a a neutral habit. It just is the way that it is mm-hmm. but it gets stressful sometimes yep. and it gets yeah, like i i start to get anxious especially I, or i can start to get anxious especially when other people don't answer their text messages. like like it's not not necessarily that i'll start to think like oh what are they doing like what are, i'm just always checking do they answer do they answer do they answer right um and uh like i've been working a lot on on like mindfulness and kind mm-hmm. of like accepting or seeing it as like this is a thing that i have i have this habit and i have this like desire or this impulse to do this, I accept that it's there and I choose not to do it. Mm. And I'll, I'll even give myself like, I'm not going to check my, te- check my text messages until I get to my apartment. Mm. And then I'm in my apartment. I'll go, you know what? No, I'll take my jacket off. I'll put my bag down. I'll like put my wallet away, start the kettle and make some tea. Now the water's boiling. I don't have anything else to do. Let's check my text messages. Mm-hmm. And like, and I, I get like similar things with, um, when I'm just not doing anything on the metro mm. or on the bus, like especially when I'm on the 140 Fleury, Fleury. and I'm headed, I'm not entirely sure where, but <laughs> uh, and like you're not doing anything, and I'll just before I know it, my phone's in my hand and I'm on Instagram. Mm. But then I'll, you again with mindfulness, you just kind of think about it. And you go, okay, this is there. Let's let's just not do it for 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. and then just kind of sit. And I think I think that's. Like something that we're gonna start to develop. I think, like what you were saying, Adrian, we're we're at a place where our brains don't know how to handle all of this information, mm-hmm. and especially these apps and these things that are designed in ways to give us these little dopamine rushes yeah, every right. time we check and every mm-hmm. time we interact and whatever. And yeah, and I, it's it's just about like understanding these thought patterns that we have, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 gaining control over them again by just making decisions. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and part of that is a boundaries thing too, right? Where you yeah. need to set boundaries with yourself and with other people where yeah. it's okay to 
take a while to reply yeah, to things. Yeah. And I am so bad at that. Also, <laughs> I'm going to run to the bathroom, but you guys keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I have urgent needs. Um, see, that's the thing. I, I think I have the complete opposite oh, yeah? problem. It's a problem because I have, if you look at my phone right now, I currently there have like... There's a person in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at Ashley's phone, there's a person in the bathroom. <laughs> Stick around for a bit. Um, I have like 50 unread messages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing where I'll constantly get bombarded, you know, with social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I don't even use Snapchat. <laughs> and, and Facebook. And then it'll give me anxiety and I'll just look at it and clear all of it. And mm. then it'll just for the rest of the day, I won't be able to check my messages. Mm. And and it's terrible because, you know, we're used to people answering or at least answering by a certain amount. Yeah. yeah hours and then they're just like where are you what are you doing why are you yeah. not answering my messages i'm like i'm so sorry i have 50 unread messages <laughs> i'm having a panic attack about it yeah yeah i find I, I get very resentful sometimes of that idea of constant contact yeah um because I, when i was in high school it was a little before everybody had cell phones yeah. i think my brother had a pager uh, <laughs> i had a pager like i had a pager and i didn't grow up with internet and then we had it in like yeah, like of high school. I had a friend in high school who had a pager, and we all made fun of him because it was just at the end of like, like when pagers were cool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Except if you were a surgeon, like if you're a surgeon, you you're allowed to have a pager. Yeah, but like I I didn't have a cell phone. Like you get up in your car, you tell somebody that you know, like you're a parent that you're gonna be yeah. out, <laughs> and uh, you know you couldn't connect with people all the time, and you just were where you were, mm-hmm. and um, this idea that such a short time amount of time is is gone between then and now mm-hmm. the idea that now i constantly have to answer every frivolous thought that pops up on facebook immediately because yeah. somebody messaged me or you know that there's such an influx of of messages all the time and that i'm supposed to like respond to them constantly while i'm not yeah. i i find that really a, a difficult thing but i also realize that i forget that i saw the notification if i don't read it <laughs> and then i never answer <laughs> so there's an etiquette failure on my part but mm-hmm. and there's a shifting expectation of how much you're supposed mm-hmm. to be able to be in contact but it's it is too too much. Yeah, I I get slightly annoyed. Like if if I'm having dinner with somebody or something, and they're just like constantly looking at their messages. See, that's oh, yeah. the thing. Isn't that a problem? It's like an epidemic. Mm-hmm. People are not present. Mm-hmm. They're not present. They're not being mindful. Yeah. And it's just yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. going on. My my policy yeah. is always that like I try not to look at my phone when I'm actively engaging with people in real yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Like I check it during the pod, but mostly to keep track of time. Because <laughs> uh, like, you know, I've got to. Uh, yeah. But if I'm at like a dinner, I try not to look at it. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then like, you know, but my other policy is that I reply to things as soon as I see them. So you can kind of get away with it because you're like, yeah, I'm not going to look at my phone for the next three hours. So if someone messages me in like five minutes needing something, they're shit out of luck till like 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. But like at 8 p.m. as soon as I see it, I'm like, okay, let's talk. (laughs) And it's also funny that this topic comes along and I'm supposed to be here promoting improv and I'm the social media person (laughs) for that festival. I'm like, wow. And I'm constantly on the all platforms for the festival, Mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, posting how many times a day, four or five (laughs) times a day to each. And then, you know, still try to pay attention to my own personal social media. Uh, Once it's Mm -hmm. your job, forget 
get your own personal account. It doesn't exist. No, it's gone. It's gone. I, I did that for a, quite a while, and I just there's like a dead zone on my Facebook page. Of yeah. like, no, I do business Facebook now. Business. <laughs> I love business Facebook. That's exactly yeah. how I feel about it too. But again I, again, I think that like social media is not like we're not saying social media is bad or no, texting is bad, no, no. but just like like the, the there are ways of interacting with it without have like letting it take over yeah. you and take over your life where like, you know, those people who just can't be, can't be off their phone for more than an hour. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and to a certain extent, we've all been that person totally, yeah. you know? And I, I don't I, I, I think it's just about, it's about like understanding that that is, that that's a thing that exists and how can you, how can you work on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's just the thing about everything, right? What, how does that affect you and how can you work on it? Yeah. Right. I thought I had like a weird thing when I moved here like about five years ago. I didn't have a Canadian phone plan. So I my American phone was useless. I didn't have a job at the time. And I was really I didn't know anybody. So I wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was on like either at home on online or like they could call the house. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't have a cell phone for, you know, a few months. And people were livid. Like, <laughs> my dad was going to have, like, a phone shipped up to me. Like, people were so, like, it was such a demand on me that I had to meet that ex. But, like, I had to own a phone for everybody else's comfort. And I was like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's nuts. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like also the fact that we can all text each other all at all times. Like, I've, I've noticed that it, it means, that like, I won't make plans until like later mm-hmm. so like like if if i know that like my girlfriend's gonna come over later i'm not you know like we'll talk about it she'll go oh can i come over tonight we'll go sure and then we'll go about our days and then at some point we'll go hey what time should i what time's a good time or whatever as opposed to just like hey can i come over at eight sure and then we both know eight o'clock is yeah. when it's gonna happen no you one's know? ever on time these days remember back <laughs> way when when you said hey i'll meet you at five o'clock and you had no choice but to be on time or else you couldn't communicate 15 minutes person. late yeah. the person's dead it, the, like, yeah. you know, yeah. that's your <laughs> options are wait till that person shows up or you know Leave, like go home go yeah. without them yeah and, uh, that you just had to be there now it's just like i'll just text them that'll be five ten minutes late <laughs> yeah yeah it's just crazy. Before you even leave, you're like, oh, I'm going to be like five, ten minutes late. Okay, now I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even dating, I had this discussion. Okay. Getting into this whole, uh, what did Eric bring it's, up? It's an aspect of it. Dating is becoming more virtual. I had this conversation with a friend as well where they were so into and all for those dating apps like Tinder and Bumble. And I'm like, no, I like meeting people organically. And they're like, what's the difference between uh, reading someone's profile and you know looking at their picture and kind of uh you know guessing if you like them or not and then seeing someone at the bar looking them up and down and then deciding whether or not you like them <laughs> i'm like well i don't think those two things are the same thing and at the same time it's just like the whole idea of swiping on someone it's like people are so what was it disposable now it's just yeah. like no 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 that relationship doesn't work out let me move on to the next one i have this mm. whole app filled with how many millions of people and profiles yeah. to look through and decide which one I want to talk to and which one I don't. Mm. And I mm. don't know. It's So what's what's your technique then for, for meeting people? Meeting and greeting. I mean, look, I was on Bumble. I definitely just like <laughs> flipped through and it's actually more fun to kind of just, it's the, the action of swiping than it really is. <laughs> Anyways, no, like, I mean, I, I like to go out and hang out with friends and then, you know, 
be people at wherever you're going at mm. events and activities mm. and then is that so different i don't know now I'm mm. kind of <laughs> well we we talked about this a couple episodes ago yeah someone asked about like how we felt about tinder and whatnot mm. and i i <clears throat> it might have been eric actually May have been Eric. <laughs> I, I think I think Eric's got some underlying issues. He wants I think to... Eric works for Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> He's just done with the app. Uh, but I, I I think it kind of depends on the attitude that you go in with it. Mm-hmm. Like if if you're going into Tinder or Bumble with the idea of I just want to find people to have flings with. Yeah. Um then you're you're like that attitude is going to be similar whether you're on the app or whether you're at a That's bar. That's true. You're, you know, and yeah. if you're going as like let's try to f- like I want to actually meet people and get to know them, then like mm. you're you're probably going to approach it a little a little bit differently mm-hmm. than if then whoever's there for for um like just things and i think it might be the same thing at a bar you know if you're trying to actually meet someone and create one of the 12 meaningful relationships <laughs> then like you're yeah i don't know like the like you might you won't dismiss people the same way hmm. or maybe even as much yeah. or more who knows you let know? me ask you a question so Hi. what if there was an app called tinder garden and it was uh, no no not dating uh like for play dates for your kid and oh, you were fun. trying to connect, uh, mm. and then yeah, okay. Yeah. So, do you feel differently about be like that kid's got a dumb face? Swipe, <laughs> like I don't know if I would trust it. Yeah, it how would do be you more verify of a safety that it's not thing? Creeps? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be my main concern. I, I this is, is not a, like a pitch for no, an actual yeah. app. I'm How just saying, do you feel differently if that were not an issue? Yeah. Do okay. you feel differently about dismissing a child? as opposed to like an adult oof i mean i'd feel worse dismissing a child i guess because it feels meaner Mm -hmm. right but like shouldn't is it a little bit more disposable like shouldn't it feel bad to say like oh absolutely yeah Yeah. i mean my my feeling is that the way that i prefer to meet people i mean you know I'm, i'm not dating i'm not looking to I, I'm I'm in a relationship is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but when I was single, uh, I my preferred way to meet people was definitely just like through friends. Yeah, like, you know, go exactly. to a thing with some people and they're like, oh, this is my mutual friend. So and so. Have you guys met? No, we haven't. Hi. How's it going? So and so Grunman. So and so Grunman. <laughs> oh, that's a good name for it's, Candace's baby. It's a good call back to last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, that's that was always my preferred way to meet people is just, mm. you know, through either events or, you know, mutual friends. But uh, to me, like Tinder and going to a bar for hookups are similar. Yeah. They just take place in different mm-hmm. like realms. Right. Yeah. And I think that's there's. True kind of an interesting aspect where uh somebody went through like a big study where they plowed through like all of the dating app data and because uh, somebody was trying to figure out if they could kind of like juke the system or like try to like how many available matches would there actually be for for her so mm-hmm. she looked into like okay mm-hmm. the population of my city half of them are male uh, i would probably want to be with somebody with a similar education level. So this many of them are college graduates. This many of them are still single at my age. I think she ended up with like six people or something. I mean, isn't Um, that a plot point in How I Met Your Mother? Is it? Right? Yeah, where he joined, like Ted joins some dating system and they go through through the same... The same thing, and he, and at the end, she said that there are nine people in New York City that <laughs> oh. that are available for him to. Write. Uh, yeah, I, I bet they they pulled it from yeah. the same because she she wrote a book about it. But uh, they 
when you meet somebody through your friends or social group, they're already getting eliminated down to, you know, like they're probably of a similar social Mm -hmm. class. They're probably of similar interests. They're, they're already in your, your, um, your circle. Yeah. So in one way, the the dating app aspect might expand uh, mm-hmm. the circle of of what you might expect. Mm-hmm. It also revealed that everybody's super racist and don't like to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. That it it's a double edged sword where you can potentially meet more people, but it doesn't let you have the same like pre filtered thing that you would have if you were just meeting people normally. Hmm. well yeah i really have to pee (laughs) and we're at about the hour mark nope nope there was a small person in the bathroom (laughs) don't know how long they took but uh we're at the end of the show anyway so Uh, so eric uh i hope we managed to uh answer your question in a way that you go pee tom i'll i'll close up the show well i'll wait i'll wait it out (laughs) we're close enough we're close enough Uh, i hope that that that, uh that helped answer your question and you Candlelin too if you ever come and visit us uh you can use this episode as a guide mm-hmm. sort of yeah yeah Absolutely. find some <laughs> hidden gems go to Bustan oh yeah i think i think we we can all agree Bustan is yes, great definitely yeah. please go to Bustan yeah yeah and uh, remember to rate and review the show on iTunes Stitcher and or your podcast app of choice subscribe to us on that same do we have any new reviews uh no Nope, nope. I have a review. It's great. Well, oh. good review. Awesome. <laughs> Remember to share this episode with one friend whom you, you would swipe right on. Whoa. Hey. And and one you'd swipe left on. And one you'd swipe yeah, left on. Yeah, don't leave oh. anyone out. And, and don't tell one them. of your 12 friends. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, follow the show on Twitter at Downward Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at No, the other Simon. Oh, I'm Ashley. <laughs> uh, what's your twitter handle i don't have twitter <laughs> but you know what just check you can yeah you can check out my instagram shleo6 but do check out the improv festival yes, though there please you go. uh <laughs> happening now november 6th to the 12th yes right. we'll put and, a link in the description oh sorry and <laughs> i'm at boxless thoughts and uh, thank you, everybody. And thank you, mm. special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP, Benson, as our theme music. You can, you can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And tune in next week when we interview Crackers and Jam. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sure, maybe. I, no, that's I not know. a promise. Ashley, <laughs> thanks so much think, for coming. I couldn't think of anything. Uh, <laughs> all right. Bye. Benson, Joe, 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 Benson,